Hi there and welcome to this special Christmas episode of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. As usual, I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, and I'm joined by the jolly fat bearded man who comes once a year to disappoint children, Alex Connor. <laughs> That's a good one. And a jingle bells to you too. How are you, Alex? How is how's your Christmas period going? Yeah, all right. Oh, that was squeaky. <laughs> but, Last day of work today, uh, and, uh, and I'm going to, you know, out of office it because I need to. It's very easy for me not to out of office, but it's so important for my mental health. That's very true. Well, anyway, thank you for joining us. As usual, um, during the ADHD UK podcast, we split it into a strategy in three parts. We start off by talking about um, some evidence base about a theme. And this is the Christmas special. The theme really is Christmas. Christmas can be... Probably mince pies. It is for you, Alex. It is for you. For everybody else, it's Christmas. Um, Christmas is challenging for adults with ADHD for a number of reasons, um, and therefore we're going to try and delve into some of those reasons. And then the second part of the podcast, we'll talk about some personal reflections on why Christmas is shit for us um, before we finish off with some top tips. And we'll also have another episode of What Did James Forget or Mislay This Week? So, Alex, why is Christmas so challenging for adults with ADHD? Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. The science, there isn't science, a lot of science, ex- about adults with ADHD and struggling at Christmas on, on, on published. But you don't have to extrapolate very far to see that Christmas hits a lot of the evidence-based triggers for adults with ADHD all over the place. We're talking about changes to routines that we've developed to avoid just dropping them. If you get up and you don't have to catch the bus at the right time, you don't then walk the dog, you don't clean your teeth. You know, the, the routines are there because we forget stuff, right? We can't, we don't easily lay down those routines. And when we do, they're pretty sacrosanct. And suddenly those routines are buggered, I believe the science is. <laughs> There's also availability of the things that trigger our impulses, right? Food that isn't particularly healthy. Alcohol, but also isn't particularly healthy. Substance abuse for other people. Gambling adverts, time to watch those things. A lot of availability of things that trigger our impulses. There's more time to really commit to our problems maintaining those lovely relationships we've got. We want to maintain our healthy relationships. And often we destroy them or start to niggle at them because that's what we do, right? We, we really do find that hard. And there's a lot of time for that. The half of all families, regardless of ADHD diagnosis, have an argument before 10 a.m. on Christmas Day. <laughs> the evidence said, evidence being a newspaper report I read, not actual evidence. <laughs> this is before we even start on remembering to write cards if you do. I claim environmental yeah. friendliness and don't do cards. But buying presents for people, huge trigger because of RSD on from both sides. So there's... There's so much in this this season, the expectations, the difficulties that are neurological triggers for ADHD responses. I don't even know where to start, James. I think that's a really good point. The other thing I should say, this is obviously, uh, as Alex mentioned last week in our niche podcast of being two middle-aged white men talking about what is pretty much a a um, kind of an Anglo-Saxon, if you like, or a, a Christian holiday. It'll be the same for most festivals or celebrations for different cultures where you have to focus on buying presents, organising large meals, going to gatherings of family, etc. The same types of challenges are going to happen 
across different cultures when you've got ADHD. And that for me is, is the main issue. It, it's a massive challenge because it's not just that your routine goes and routine, as we've talked before, is both a prison, but it's also a framework. You know, sometimes it's hell to have a routine, but it also it gets us going. It allows us to do stuff. Yeah. And that that famous feeling that everybody kind of tweets on on about the, the Wednesday in between Christmas Day or Boxing Day saying they've got no idea, no idea what day it is. They've completely lost track of time. Well, that's most days for people with ADHD anyway. So imagine at Christmas, it's just that to the, to the nth degree. <laughs> it's really true, actually. Maybe maybe we need to do a podcast about the positivities of having ADHD at Christmas. <laughs> now you know what it feels like. Overspent on presents, have you? Forgot to buy the turkey. Yeah. On you with your life, have you? Now you know. <laughs> no, it's it's so it's so true. All of those things, which actually probably happen, as you say, to most people who don't have ADHD, do obviously happen to us. But it's the way in which we emotionally respond to it. Because I don't know about you, Alex, or care, obviously. But when when I, for example, uh, this week found out my wife had bought me a Christmas present, and we don't don't do presents. But she obviously just decided she would. That turned into a major event. Like, well, I've got to get you a fucking present now. And then because she wouldn't tell me the value of the present, I've obviously then bought things that are probably better and worth more than whatever it was that she bought me. So then she's going to get rejection sensitivity and emotional dysregulation. And I'm going to be the same over what? Over what's probably a useless bit of task that neither of us are going to want. And it's that lack of ability to regulate our emotions over the little things that, that happen to everybody, not just adults with ADHD at Christmas, that, are, that probably defines why it's so bad for us. And how are you going to, that's before you add, James, how are you going to react when the present you get isn't exactly what you need? It, it, yeah, no, well, this is, actually, I'm very good at masking. So when I, I've had a lot of shit presents in my life, Alex, we're talking monumentally awful presents. And I always just smile and say, oh, that, no, that's brilliant. I've, I've always wanted that carpet cleaning brush, you know, that you turn the other way. And it also takes fluff off your clothes. That, that's that's amazing. No, thank you. That's really thoughtful. Um, whereas Mrs. ADHD, because I've got dirty um, clothes. <laughs> yes, of course. Whereas Mrs. ADHD, my wife um, has an absolute inability to hide the fact that she doesn't like and will not use the present that you've bought her, which is why I no longer um, buy her presents unless I know she wants them. Because uh, early on in our relationship, when I would you know, buy her a dress or a piece of jewelry and just get a look at me and say, "I'm not going to wear that," it would destroy me. Wow, but that's that's very much. That's very much the environment she grew up in, whereas I grew up in the environment of just saying, yeah, oh, no, that's lovely. Thank, thank you. That's um, amazing. It, Can it, I just apologise for my dog in the background there? Did you hear it? It was, it was more interesting than anything you've ever said on any of these <laughs> podcasts ever. You can cut it out in post. I, I, we don't do I that. Won't, though. No, we don't. No. That suggests a level of technical expertise and care that um, we clearly don't have, Alex. I know. It took me... Two hours to figure out how to turn my jumper on. It's got lights on. It's Christmas jumper if you're just listening to a podcast. Not helpful. Yeah. So so clearly there are lots of issues which many of us have to get through. We've talked about the kind of the emotional dysregulation. It's, it's very stressful when you know you've got to buy lots of presents for people or you know you've got to be at a certain person's house or host people on Christmas Day. It's It's incredibly, it's incredibly stressful. And if you think about as we always talk about, not just the core 
um, deficits in ADHD of an inability to choose what you focus on and, and potentially high, hyperactivity, mostly internal, and impulsivity. It's all the other baggage that comes with it. It's that inability to to regulate your emotions appropriately so you can either overreact or underreact. It's the sensitivity to rejection, which let's face it, is Christmas is such a trigger for rejection sensitivity. When you've given somebody you love a present and they don't manage to show that they absolutely love it, you're going to feel horrified and and rejected. Or if your partner doesn't get you a, a present at all because they've forgotten because they've got ADHD, for example, it's all these other things that come with ADHD, in my opinion, which are likely to cause adults with ADHD problems at Christmas. So in terms of psychoeducation, the question isn't, is is there anything you can do about it? What can you do about it? In like, forgetting about medication for a second, because that's consistent or it's not if you don't take it. But it, this is where the treatment for ADHD might come in handy. If you're not, if you don't have access to therapy or counselling or coaching over the Christmas period, you can do self-coaching. There are, there are ways to ask yourself what's going on here. Maybe take yourself out of like an immediate emotional reactive environment just for five minutes, you know, <laughs> give yourself a, a toddler time out on the baby step. That's what I have to do for myself. And, and then ask myself, what is really bothering me? Is this an inappropriate emotional reaction I'm yeah. having that will just calm down? Usually it is, mate, honestly, but with me, but sometimes it isn't. And then if it isn't, it's usually a third factor that's bothering me. And I've just shouted at my wife because of it, you know, <laughs> you, I don't like sprouts. Is this about, you worried about that thing in your job? <laughs> no, no. I and we, I hate to say exercise, but if you can get out, it's really hard over Christmas, but we know it works and everyone, meditation. Nobody can do the, no ADHD people can do the hour long meditations, but a bit of learning meditation techniques while you're doing something else you enjoy has been yeah. shown to help. Like if you like gardening, I don't, but if you do, do it then. I think more than any more than any other time of year, it's about finding what works for you. Now, what okay. works for you might be exercise. If you're able to get up on Boxing Day and, and, and go for a run, if you're some kind of weird mutant like you are, Alex, um, and that will give you that element of control and a little bit of dopamine, which obviously we use as you know, shorthand for, for quieting the internal voices. But equally, if you have the executive function, which many of us don't, to, to really look ahead and plan. So if, if the staff Christmas party is an issue, don't go to it. It's just not that important. If you're worried about um, spending too much at Christmas, we'll talk about this in top tips later, but there are ways in which you can limit what you spend. If you're stressed about the fact that that relative is coming on Christmas Day to your parents and you're going to be there too and there's going to be an argument, then prepare for it and, and make sure that you are emotionally as prepared as possible. You're never going to be completely prepared, but if you know you've got a series of things coming up that are going to challenge you, try and build some strategies beforehand and that can help. I do it simply by not inviting that person to my house. It's Jules. Uh, Jules, you're not invited to my house. <laughs> this is the best way of telling him, I think. Oh, well, that's if he listens. I know he listened for the, for the first couple, but obviously he's heard you speak before, Al, so. <laughs> I definitely know he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was some of the kind of loose, if you like, psychoeducation around some of the challenges that adults with ADHD have at Christmas and some strategies you might like to employ or try to make Christmas a little bit more bearable. Now, there may be those of you out there that actually adore Christmas and are thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? This is a brilliant time of year. But for many of us, it isn't. And obviously, we, we try and be here for the many. In part two, we'll give you some of our personal reflections of why Christmas and how Christmas 
can be challenging before we move on in the final part to give you some top tips. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this extra special Christmas edition of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. James and I are talking about all things festive Christmas, how that affects people with adult ADHD. As James said earlier, it's not just about Christmas. We're just using it as a topical device to get more listeners. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Whatever your cultural background, you know, there are usually festivals or events that can cause great joy, but also stresses for adults with ADHD to deal with. And we were talking about the psychoeducation behind how that can affect us and maybe what to do about it. For the second part of our podcast, we like, as always, to talk about some of the personal reflections of this, because how it manifests in all of you and all of us can be wildly different. Some people, like James Barr Humbug, find it more <laughs> difficult, I think, than positive. Whereas for me, I blooming love Christmas. I really, really like it. I also find it quite damaging to my physical body and to my sometimes to my psyche but I also really like it the damaging stuff I work really hard on not overeating not over drinking and don't always do brilliantly on that the reason uh, I, I yeah please I do. Say, before you go on there's a good reason that you allow yourself to enjoy Christmas and we've chatted about this isn't it I'm sure you'll go into that but this is something I'm unable to do but you have a level of let's say control yeah, um, because I did find known. Christmas on my terms. Is that what you yeah. mean? That, exactly that, yeah. It, it, that's that's it. That is my personal reflection, is that I have to have defined... When I'm coaching people uh, with ADHD, James, for employment reasons, as you know, that we, do, we both do this a lot, my whole job is to align their strengths and preferences and the things they really can do well with the overall values of their institution or employer or educator rather than the specific goals of their educator. So if I, I I will help them figure out that the the employee needs to get from A to B and, and work with them, their bridge builders may, maybe, and that's how they're going to do it. What I won't do is I won't work with them. To, the, the employer says, build this bridge from exactly here to there. We're not very good at that, and, and ADHD people aren't. It's the same with Christmas. I work out what the overall values of my family and my loved ones are for Christmas, and I work within my strengths for that. I can't send cards, so it's not something I can do. I love cooking, but I, so I can do that. I communicate with the people that are like me. If you think about it, you probably know who they are. And we agree on, for example, my brothers and I, we're all pretty similar. Our, the biggest present we ever give each other is the freedom and guilt-free no present rule. Mm. We have to spend some time together having a coffee or a beer and a chat, some actual real time, but we don't have to give each other anything and we don't give each other presents for Christmas. My, the, the, my, the middle brother always jokes, oh, I'm getting you the same thing as last year, which is some advice with me pointing my finger at you and wisely giving you advice you don't want. So we don't- I'm sure Matt, I'm, I'm sure Matt appreciates being called the little brother. <laughs> the mid, uh, middle, I'm the little brother. Oh, middle, are you the little brother? Oh, I, I am the baby, ones. yeah. Um, so find those people that you can have that conversation with and then it limits you to the people that can't and then decide what you can and can't tolerate. That's how I have to do it. There's, you know, I've got to buy 
my nan something. I don't, I'm not ready to have the ADHD conversation with it yet, but for some people I am. So kind of limit it. So it's that thing again of working out what I can do and building that into the values of the people I love, the Christmas values or festival values of the people I love. So what, what about the people that you can't control? Because obviously, you know, close and extended family in terms of Christmas day and buying presents, you've got an element of control over that. But, but what about the, um, the lack of structure from work, stopping what about the staff christmas parties which go on how do you cope with that it's a really good question i um <laughs> don't go to them if i don't want to i didn't go to any any this year i did i did want to and then i lost it right at the last minute and just just i'm just very clear this isn't yeah. going to happen i've got other strengths and that isn't one of them in terms of the time that it wouldn't work for me to have three or four days where i don't know what's happening so i build things in between nine and ten we are going to this country park to do this thing and we're going to have a coffee and look at the swans and then we're going to leave really quickly so I don't have to think I'm going to be there for hours and and everyone likes that and if we decide to stay we can we don't have to and being allowed to go and saying that really clearly and out loud yeah. now it's time to go I have to do that James these sorts of those sorts of routines traditionally and historically if I've got five hours in the afternoon where I don't know what's going to happen it's going to get filled with something that will hurt my body you know, that's, yeah. the, that's the truth of it. So I, I can't put myself in that position. Yeah, so I, 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 haven't, I haven't quite got to that level of control yet. It's that everybody knowing that... Actually, no, it's it's that me being confident enough to say, right, we're going, that kind of thing. I, I'm not yet, yet there. It's the one we've talked about this offline that I've I've emotionally accepted the role of ADHD in, in workplace and in many parts of my um, relationship. But socially, I'm still really coming to terms with the impact ADHD has. Um, so, so moving on to my kind of personal reflections of Christmas, it's a carnival of pain for me. And I desperately, desperate, desperately, almost more than anything else in the world, want it to be Christmassy. And it hasn't been Christmassy since about 1996, obviously, because I'm, I'm an adult without children. And therefore, it's difficult for something to be Christmassy if it's just you and another adult sat in a house having to travel around to see family at Christmas time. So I have this massive trigger that if Christmas Day isn't Christmassy, if it's not sat around a table, pulling crackers, stupid hats on, eating too much, and specifically Christmas pudding and brandy sauce, I go into a mental health tailspin last Christmas and, and spend three hours staring at the wall thinking the worst of thoughts. So I have this, first of all, this pressure that I put on myself, which I used to have for New Year's Eve, and I've luckily been able to lose, this pressure I put on myself that it has to be Christmassy. So Sam, my wife, has been... We have um, overly decorated the house with lights and every single available plug socket has a plug-in Christmas smell um, aroma releasing thing. What, like turkey and sausages? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much like turkey mm. and sausages. And I can't smell them and it's it's that, you know, that's caused issues because of all the effort that's been put in and I really not appreciate it. So I've got all these triggers. I don't cope well with the lack of um, structure. As, as you know, I don't really have that same ability to, to enjoy going to a park largely because again we don't really have family and because I'm more interesting than you so what I, I generally tend to find is that if I do have five hours I will absolutely as you put it put something in my body that's going to hurt me I will end up abusing my body because it's a way of escaping from the reality of just having nothing to do and this year may be different because we've got ADHD at UK and we've got things to do that can keep me busy but for, for me those elements of Christmas are um, 
awful. I mean, mass, massive anxiety. Then Christmas parties, I used to be able to go, and then now I just can't. I, this year, I just, I, I didn't even try to be honest. I, I think I paid one deposit and then just thought, I can't, I can't, I can't be in a room where I am not in control. Or if I, if I feel that if I leave, people would think, oh, why is he left? If I'm not there and people say, why hasn't he come? It's fine. I don't see that. But if I'm there and I suddenly think I've got to go in my head, obviously, which is why I've had this tattoo that says it's not all about you, is because actually I need to learn that if I did leave a room, no one would give a fuck. No one would even notice. But in my head, in I would In fact, James, I'd say that. Probably would, Alex, exactly. Almost every room I've ever been in, in fact. But instead, obviously, if that were to happen, I'd leave thinking that, oh, God, everybody's noticed. They all think I'm mental. They all think I've let them down and I'm ruining everybody's life. Whereas, in fact, I'm not. It's just, it's not all about me. No, so and actually, they're happy to see you for 10 minutes, but it's really, really hard to learn that. Yeah. It's true. It, it, it is. And it, for me, it's the last big barrier for me to get over. So, so there are so many parts of Christmas which are challenging. And yes, and this is the thing I don't understand, Alex, and yet, come boxing day i have this this genuine sense of sorrow that kind of christmas is over if you know what i mean and, and although you've still got the rest of the break and the new year's eve to come i have all this anxiety that that christmas is coming it's not going to be christmasy i've got to go through all this ridiculous um rigmarole of buying presents for people and, and, and wrapping it and then christmas day itself is always a bit stressful but then come boxing day, i have this intense sorrow that well, that's it. Christmas is over, and and a, and a and a and a big swinging mood to to lead me feeling like I don't know I've missed an opportunity or I didn't do something right. And I, I, there's an element of self chastisement in there. I think sounds bloody awful. I don't think it would make a very good speech when you turn on the Christmas lights. It certainly also <laughs> wouldn't, make, wouldn't make a very good Christmas film either, would it? It wouldn't. Oh, of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christmas is a carnival of pain. I think it's like it's, ba it's, ba it's basically the first half of It's a Wonderful Life, and it just doesn't get any better after that. <laughs> no. Christmas, basically. Good riddance. I think what you're describing, though, James, is really common, and it is. I mean, it it, it, it could be part ADHD of course and, and yeah. but it could be other think comorbidities of depression of course, anxiety but, but the bit that probably is ADHD is that inappropriate emotional reaction to a stimulus yeah. the stimulus yeah, of boxing day the stimulus of expectation we have yeah. inappropriate reactions to things and and I think that's the time where the coping strategies and the self-therapy might be needed for anyone really including you or, or if you can get help no, 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 I agree. I agree. And it's one of those things that I'm sure I'll work on. Right. Before we move on to part three, we've got another episode of what did James forget? Or Worst game week? show ever. Absolutely. And I've watched The Chair or whatever with Michael McIntyre. <laughs> so as usual, Alex, you've got three options. I think you're still, your score's one from three so far. So far, I think I'm right in saying, aren't I? It is, One yeah. from three, yeah. So you've got, you've got three, um, You've got three options this this week. So things that I either forgot or mislaid or forgot about. The first is I forgot that I'd had a tattoo. That's <laughs> option number one. The second is that I forgot um, that I had a meeting when I was in a meeting. So in other words, I forgot I was in a meeting. And then the third is that I forgot again to get a Christmas card. So I've now got three Christmas cards for my wife. So <laughs> They're all one, the meeting one, I don't think it's that because I know for a fact that two weeks ago you were so busy recording a lecture that you forgot you were supposed to be in a lecture. And I think the chance yeah. of it being a meeting as well as that. So I'm going to go with 50-50 tattoo. 
Because I knew about the tattoo. I, you know what? It's, it's I, I very nearly did. You're wrong, by the way. Um, <laughs> of course I'm wrong. I very near, nearly did forget that I had a tattoo when I scratched my arm for a second. I thought, I wonder why that itches. So I, there was there was a there was a hint of forgetting there, but but I for actually surely. No, half a point. I'm not giving you half a point. Get lost. No, I actually um I arranged to have a meeting um it, it, while I was driving in the car, got into the car, set the meeting up, and then completely forgot and then just drove to where I was going with um the app open in my phone for the meeting and the meeting going on, but just listening to music on my headphones, completely forgetting that I was in a meeting with people until 25 minutes into the meeting when I thought, hang on a minute. I meant to be in a fucking meeting and then had to uh, send in a very intent, intent uh, to the uh, people I was in a meeting with. So, yes, the correct answer was two. I forgot I was in a meeting whilst being in a meeting. Wow. This time last year, I got a phone call in Sainsbury's saying, why aren't you giving that online talk in front of 400 people <laughs> right now? And I said, my Wi-Fi is down. Give me half an hour. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God, I really hope Louise isn't listening to this. Brilliant. Right, okay, everybody, that's the end of part two. Please join us in part three where we'll give you some top tips. See you then. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this special Christmas episode of the ADHD.UK podcast. In the final part of the podcast, we're going to give you some top tips to hopefully help you cope with Christmas and all the challenges it brings to an adult with ADHD. I'm going to go first, and obviously... As somebody that just in the last week has bought an 800 pound mattress, um, sky glass TV, which I didn't fit properly, if anybody saw on Instagram, and various other very expensive impulse buys, it's really easy at Christmas to spend too much. Um, if you struggle with controlling your impulse spending, a tip which I find, in fact, it doesn't just help, it's completely essential, is to agree a price structure with the people that are in your family beforehand. So say, listen, we're struggling a bit for money this year either as alex has managed to say let's not buy presents or if we're going to buy presents can we limit it to x amount 20 pounds per person or something and then that means you've got a framework to work in where you don't do the thing that i often do which is buy a present thing well that's shit buy another present because then it's better and then think oh god are they both shit i'll buy another present which is really expensive and end up spending far too much money on somebody who gets you a lamp Alex, do you have any top tips? <laughs> yeah, I have. It, to be honest, my top tip is a repeat, really, of my personal reflection. And my top tip is to... It's hard because of RSD, because of rejection sensitivity, because the, the, the fear of, of getting this wrong. My top tip is to find those people in your circle, in your, your, your circle, who think a bit like us, think a bit like you, and talk to them about it, talk to them about your strengths and these and what you what you're not very good at and what gives you stress over the Christmas period and say this is my solution how do you feel about it because they might go oh no I need a present from you I need it to be expensive and that's fine at least you know but if they don't if it can make your holiday more peaceful then that it works for me James it, it always has and it works really well and and I have a much better Christmas time because of it that's my Top tip. I've, got to, I've got to be honest, I didn't hear any of that. You lost me after about the second word of, of the of sentence. I'm sure it was really good, but I completely, I mean, I've, I've not been taking meds for the last five days, so I am struggling to focus. And I'm sure that was a brilliant top tip, but I, I missed all of it, Al. Was it, was it good? I know it's Christmas, but 
But I fucking hate you, James. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, deep, I love you very deep much. And, deep and visceral <laughs> loathing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, right, as, as, as I've just announced my, my hatred of James, what I do want to say is, is a thank you to the people we really don't hate, yeah. which is, this is our first year of ADHD Addict UK, and it's our first year writing and running focusmag.uk, and James and I are so grateful to all the people that have engaged. So many people send us texts, thank you emails. We're going to start talking to you a little bit about some of them over the next uh, few podcasts. But we read every single one. We're grateful for every single one except yeah. Jules's. Um, <laughs> all back to my brother. He gives us incredible feedback as well. And um, we are so grateful. And we're whatever the opposite of humbled is. We're honoured. That's the word. We are honoured. Yeah to be a part of the community of adults with ADHD and what that means, because even though we moan a lot about ADHD, oh, it's a disorder, which it is, and it's a nightmare, it's also given James and I the opportunity to be part of this community, and I wouldn't yeah. want it any other way. Thank no, you. it's absolutely right. I, I echo that. As much as I very much see my ADHD as a, a disorder, and I would give it up tomorrow, what it's given me in terms of connections with people and stories and friendships obviously pop mules and (laughs) links to people who I I genuinely know love and important to me. It has, has changed my life and it's given me a new new quest. So I echo what Alex has said, and I'd just like to take this opportunity on behalf of both of us to say thank you for all your engagement, for all your messages, to wish you a Merry Christmas and to tell you that big things are coming in the new year. And we look forward to telling you what those big things are. So from Alex and myself, have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you soon. Bye all.